Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Joe Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We're going to talk to Aaron Falk coming up here momentarily. You know, it's always alarming when uh, Austin is joined by Lloyd and two engineers in the other room. That, that means something is about to explode or something is about to go horribly wrong. And now Lloyd is just staring at me for some reason. Lloyd, pay attention. Austin's trying to show you something. Just staring. All right, we're going to talk to Aaron Falk coming up here momentarily. You can break character at any time, Lloyd. We all know you have a great poker face. You can't just stare at me for, for 10 minutes. That's not funny. Not funny at all. You already tried to ruin my day once, and I'm not going to let you do it. He was trying to help you. <laughs> That's what he says. That's not what he means. That's not the Lloyd I know. He's not trying to help anybody. He's trying to humiliate and demean. And now I'm just getting a, a disapproving look. We're going to talk to Aaron Falk coming up in a minute. Is that all right, Lloyd? Is that okay? <laughs> uh, we'll ask Aaron how it's going in the bubble. He's down there. He's doing a whole bunch of stuff. He's filming. He's writing. He's podcasting. You name it. And Aaron is probably doing it. Let's get out to the T-Mobile special guest line. T-Mobile and Sprint are coming together to build the best wireless company around. Visit T-Mobile.com for online services and local store availability. Aaron, we know you're doing a little bit of everything down there. How's it going so far? The workload uh, all right? Yeah, yeah, it's it's been okay so far. Uh, you know, good to good to be back and and around the team and gearing up towards toward the goal here and getting back to. to strange as it is you know something that still feels a little normal but um yeah everything's everything's going great so far and uh yes had a good day of practice today and and you know just enjoying the beautiful uh it's always 90 degrees 90 percent humidity and it's gonna rain here at some point so. how many uh beers have you shotgun with jordan clarkson <laughs> none he, he put me to shame once he once he went from from 12 ounces to a 16 ounce beer i you know i'm i'm on the baby beer diet so he uh i don't think i can hang with him i think royce o'neill is still finishing his <laughs> he he claimed there were some difficulties popping the top that some something happened I see. um but you I know see. Jake, tomorrow, tomorrow is another day to get better for all of us. <laughs> Let's talk about uh, the Jazz a little bit, Aaron, and maybe the vibes surrounding the team. I'm not sure exactly how much access you've had to what's going on. I'm, I'm assuming it's quite a bit. But tell us kind of the vibe with the guys and getting back to work. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been really positive so far. I, you know, I, I think just the initial shock of, of getting on the plane and, and coming out here and um, – you know, sort of this surreal and unknown thing that we were embarking on, uh, you know, weighed on people a little bit. But once, once everybody got out of their 48 hour quarantine in, in their rooms to kick things off and, and you'll ride into, uh, practices and, and you're able to, to get back outside and, um, you know, kind of be around your, your friends and teammates again. Um, I think it kind of injected some life in, into everybody and, the, the message that I that I've heard and and 
um, you know, believe right now is like there maybe was some initial skepticism uh, about coming here, but now that we're here, now that we've done it, we've, we've overcome that first, you know, obstacle of leaping into the unknown. Like let's make some noise. Let's, let's try to, to be here as long as possible. And, and everybody's gearing up to, for the start of these scrimmages. And uh, you know, there, there, there is some excitement building. So let me ask you this, Aaron, and because you, you kind of get that vibe online, too, that everybody is kind of new and whether it's we joke about the shotgunning beers, but that was kind of a J.J. Reddick inspired thing or the fishing or the golf. Jason Tatum has a beautiful golf swing. It feels like there's kind of a, a little camaraderie going on. Do you expect that to change if for one of two reasons? One, monotony has got to set in at some point, And two, when games start to matter, you think that'll change a little bit? Yeah, I, I assume once. Once we get out of this, you know, it's a three-week training camp and, and guys keep coming back to the same um, comparison. They're like, this feels like AAU to them, or Joe Engel said this feels like sort of a, a national team type feel where you're eating all of your meals together, you're walking um, all, all of the sort of team rooms at, within within this one hotel that we're at are next to each other, so you're passing um, your, your competitors. And, and, you know, these guys have friendships outside of that but once games matter you know i i assume that there things will change a little bit you know there probably won't be uh as many friendly daps in in the hallway i think guys will will you know kind of that, that those competitive juices kick in and, and that sort of a thing happens but right now everybody's um relaxed having a good time and and you know just trying to make make the most of of a strange situation so, Aaron, this is not something uh, you would witness, I'm sure. But do you think teams are worried about tampering at all uh, with such close quarters? Um, I mean, I, you know, I I don't know. David Locke asked me something similar with in terms of, you know, could, could guys be, you know, could there be drama in terms of seeing your your teammate talking to someone from another team at a certain point? And uh, you know, that's just that's just life, of, of course those things happen but i i don't think there's going to be necessarily more or less than you would than would be in in normal life i mean all of everyone every one of us has a cell phone these guys have two cell phones you know anytime you want to talk to someone you can talk to somebody whether it's here or or around the world so i I don't think that, that you know the game changes in that regard so uh, I heard you on with DJ and PK, and you were talking about kind of policy when it comes to interaction between teams. And I, I believe you mentioned that they're going to try and limit it to just kind of your group. Is that kind of how it's happening, or is that something that comes later? Um, you know that there it is. It is encouraged that if you are you know with people outside of your party to certainly keep the masks on and, and to maintain space. Um, you know, right now players are, are still able to, to interact and, and, and they will. Um, but within the rest of, of this resort area, you know, there are now NBA beat writers here from, from, you know, various newspapers and, and outlets. Um, they're completely separate from, from where the team is, you know, like there, there are things that are sectioned off. So the, the goal is to keep everyone sort of within their, their group, um, as much as possible, you know, I think just naturally people will still have those, you know, a meal here, uh, whatever, a drink, a conversation. There are shared spaces, pools, whatever. Um, but there's still there are mandatory educational videos that everyone has to has to um, watch and take quizzes on and those sorts of things. And it's you know one of the one of the things is yeah let's let's 
try to limit interaction and, and just be smart. Same, the same thing that, that you know and that we've all heard for months now. You know, wear a mask, be, be physically distant, um, and, and be smart about things. I think we'll see a lot of players go to other games that they're not involved in. I would imagine um, there will be quite a few, uh, at least to start, because it will be something, you know, one, that these guys enjoy the game, two, it's something new to do and, and a way to shake up the day. I mean, you can you can only catch that, that fish in the pond so many times before, you know, you're going you're gonna to want a different form of entertainment, and that's an, um, seems like a great way for these guys to, to shake things up and, and kind of get out of uh, – out of their rooms and out of this this um, rather small campus. Let me ask about you, Aaron. I know you you have a job to do down there, no doubt about it. But I also know you're a you're a basketball fan and kind of a geek when it comes to basketball. Are you going to be able to take in a bunch of games? I I think that would be really cool just to experience, just to go and camp out and watch a bunch of NBA games all day. How amazing is that? Yeah, that would be cool. I'm honestly not sure if I'm uh, would would have that level of of um, clearance to go and do that. To be perfectly honest, um, it, it would be awesome, and I certainly would, would take advantage of it um, if I had uh, you know a spare couple of hours. Um, but you know, they safety safety first, and, and if if I'm not in that that tier, then that's that's totally understandable. Well, here's what you need to do, Aaron. I mean, uh, our friend Gordon Monson has been doing this for years. You just pull out the "Don't you know who I am?" card. Yeah, I'm the great Aaron <laughs> Falk, man, and I'm coming in to watch some hoop. I, I can assure you that these guys don't know who I am. <laughs> well, we certainly do. Aaron Falk is with us here on the big show on 97.5 and, uh, and 1280 The Zone. Let, let's just talk a little general basketball right now, Aaron. Outside of the Lakers and the Clippers, and we can take uh, the Jazz out of this conversation too, who do you like as maybe that third or fourth team in the West who might have an outside shot? I, I mean, you know, not the the jazz fans want to hear, but obviously to have James Harden and Russell Westbrook in, in the same backcourt is, is a tough matchup. And, and I just keep going back to the, the same point that just who, who knows what's going to happen with this, with um, you know, this long layoff and everything like that. But those two guys are, are supremely talented. Um, and, you know, I, I think that's, that's a, that's a difficult matchup for a lot of guys. The Lakers, their their size and and having LeBron puts them in in their own class and and uh, you know it'll, it'll be extremely interesting to see uh, I'm I'm excited for these scrimmage games to, to see you know the Jazz back out there and, and kind of get a sense of things um, but those those are you know outside of forgetting the Jazz those are those are three teams that I would certainly watch for. Aaron Falk is with us live from Orlando here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. And Aaron, of course, we've seen reports that the the snitch line has been used. Uh, how many times has that been you? <laughs> uh, so far, I have not, um, you know, had to had to fulfill that duty of no uh, calling. Um, I, I I mean I I stand by it. Like it, guys have taken this um, from from you know what I've seen, and obviously I'm not everywhere. Um, quite seriously, you know, they are, they're wearing their masks when they're supposed to be wearing their masks. They are, you know, they're, they're having fun, but saw, you know, Jordan Clarkson on a, on a golf court or golf cars course, gosh, good grief, golf cart, excuse me. And, uh, driving around the, the premises here, 
got to a place that was well within the boundaries and, and was worried that he had gone too far um, and, and made sure to turn immediately back around because he wasn't in an area that he was familiar with. But, like, guys are, are aware of the consequences of, of, you know, these rules and, and that 36, 48-hour quarantine, interim quarantine was, was enough. Nobody wants to, uh, to do something where they're back in their room for seven days, ten days, whatever it is now. Um, so, yeah, I, I think guys are taking this quite seriously. Better be no doubles ping pong, Aaron. It better not be happening. <laughs> I, I certainly have not witnessed it. I want to ask you a jazz question. Uh, the roster was finalized today. Uh, that announcement was made, and no surprises uh, with, with the jazz roster. But my question is, how deep do you think Quinn will go uh, in the roster during these first few games? And I would guess, and uh, your thoughts, he, he'll tighten it up as usual when it comes to the playoffs, when you think? Yeah, I, I think that's that's fair. I mean, you know, just just given the long layoff and, and to have – Three weeks here, ramping up toward to these seeding games is, is great. Um, but of course, you know, injury concern is is a real thing. Nobody's done this before um, to just kind of stop suddenly, and, and, and especially you know with the limited access to um, you know the the weight rooms and training staff that, that these guys would have during a normal off season, and then to get back into this. So uh, I, I think, yeah, of course safety um, in, in all things is, is paramount here. And, and to that end, I, I assume that we will see um, a somewhat deep rotation to start. And then, you know, by the, by the time the playoffs roll around, you'll have five weeks plus of, of um, on-court time and, and full training staff uh, options and that sort of thing. And then guys should be back to, to normal. You mentioned uh, you may not have the uh, the clearance that the players do, but do you at least get access to some of the stuff to stay sane? You know, we kind of joke about it, but you're going to be able to play golf or, or do something to to have a little R and R. Yeah, a- absolutely. I mean, there there are those um, opportunities. You know, they're they're opening things up in terms of tee times, driving driving ranges, um, etc. You know, I mean, it, it's. I think Stephen Adams had an availability today where he he was pretty blunt, like, yeah, maybe some of the food has been a little dry, but let's remember we're still on on a resort here. Life isn't so bad. Um, it's it's uh, you know it's a beautiful evening right now. If I wanted to, I could go grab a, a bike from from uh, a kiosk over here and, and ride around and look for an alligator or something like that, and uh, get grab a fishing pole. You know, everybody here has has their their video game console um you know go for a run around around the the perimeter of this place and and you know there, there are things to do and you know every, everybody's going to be okay i've got uh, four words for you Aaron. you ready yes sir aaron falk gator wrestler <laughs> uh well i will uh it'll be hard for me to type missing both arms you know, so my stories will probably get even worse, but I will, uh, you know, I might take you up on that. Well, hey, we appreciate you jumping on, Aaron. Seriously, I, I think it's really cool you're down there part of this experiment, and we appreciate you jumping on the air and, and sharing it with the jazz fans and the listeners. And keep up that good work at utahjazz.com as well. Awesome stuff. I appreciate it, JK. You stay safe, man. Thanks, Aaron. Back at you.
That's our friend uh, Aaron Falk from utahjazz.com. He's down there in Orlando, kind of a one-man band. He's doing videos. He's he's writing. Uh, he's doing podcasts. Uh, and Aaron is, has always been absolutely terrific. So uh, really excited that he's going to have a chance to, to join us here on the station uh, regularly while this is going on. Have you ever been to a, an alligator wrestling event? No. You've never seen someone actually wrestle an alligator? I've seen somebody, I guess, handle it. I don't know about wrestling. But not get on its back and, and actually no, wrestle it? Uh-uh. When I was about six, I want to say, maybe five, my family, we were on a, a trip, and we stopped at, like, Bush Gardens or someplace. But not the Bush Gardens that you automatically think of. It was just some guy's backyard so that he named like B-U-S-H gardens, not B-U-S-C-H gardens. <laughs> right. Uh, okay. Probably. Yeah. And he, it was, it was like Tiger King. It was unbelievable. I was looking back on this. I cannot believe this happened, but we just pulled off the road and watched some guy wrestle an alligator, a, a big giant did, grown alligator. And the, then we got back in the car and went on our way. Did the guy survive? He did. Uh, the guy with the, with the microphone, like the MC was missing an arm. <laughs> oh boy. And uh, I don't know. I don't remember why, but I do remember he was missing an arm. You know, I I did break down and watch that ridiculous Tiger King thing. Uh huh. I mean, I, I get it that I'm months behind the trend, but I did break down and watch it. And I gotta say, my biggest takeaway is the access that people have to dangerous animals is shocking. It's weird that that's as easy as it is. Yeah, <laughs> it is shocking that that in theory, just your normal everyday Austin Horton could like. You could have yourself like a tiger by the end of the day. Well, I think they have taken measures against such things. Have they? Well, I mean, they probably need to. I need, you, but I was yeah. a little surprised at the access that that just normal. Well, I don't know if you can call anybody that in that number? television show normal, but I mean, just like like seemingly not qualified people uh, have to uh, to dangerous animals. Even the even the hard hitting journalist. That they hired away from like the national news yeah. wasn't a normal guy. No, no. And he had a four-year degree. <laughs> anyway, no that. that but was, that's the thing you took away from Tiger King, huh? Is not not the murders for hire, not the tri the romance triangles, none of that you took away. No. How like, are these people able to get their why, hands on? Why tigers? do these people have all these animals? <laughs> Like, I've met people that work up at the zoo, right, at Hogel Zoo, our wonderful zoo here in Salt Lake City. Like, extremely qualified, intelligent, normal people that are truly loving to these animals. And you look at it and you go, oh, wow, that, what an what amazing career that person has. And then you tune into that show and it's like, wait, this person is giving off a different vibe than uh, the good folk who work up there at Hogel Zoo. <laughs> this person doesn't seem qualified, really. No, this doesn't seem... I don't think he has a zoology degree, I'm guessing. But that's about what uh, Aaron Falk would probably look like, trying to wrestle a gator down there. Oh, I'd bet Orlando. on Aaron. Aaron's scrappy. You'd bet on Aaron I'd against bet, a gator. Yeah, I'd bet on I'd bet You on are Aaron. not telling the truth. You, do, you, you don't believe in our guy, Aaron Falk? Against an alligator. He could do it. No, he has a better chance fighting a tornado than an alligator. Oh, alligators aren't huge. They're smaller than crocodiles. They are. They're they're all muscle. And they have, you know, these things called razor-sharp teeth and the death roll. And they're quick. They can run like 36 miles an hour underwater. Yeah, but... L- and like- they've got that tail that will level you. They will equalize you with a swing. Yeah, but uh, I mean, a, a, a tiger could eat you at any moment, yet uh, 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 
what's his name is is down there uh, taking him on planes to Vegas. Well, he's not anymore. He's in prison. But, huh. Well, what about uh, the Florida woman or or the other guy, the polygamist guy? Oh yeah, Zoltan or whatever, or whatever he calls that himself. Dude's yeah. Name is yeah. Well, anyway, I would take the Gator against Aaron Falk. You go with Aaron if you want. I'm going with Aaron. He's got the he's got the brains. He'd figure something Who out. Who in the NBA would you legitimately take to fight an alligator? I'd still take Aaron. You are lying to <laughs> our still listeners. Still take Aaron Falk. He could do it. Stephen Adams probably could wrestle a yes, gator. Yes, that's exactly. I've loved it, and I love what Stephen Adams said. By the I way, I know I saw his comment. Oh, and I thought of you for I'm sure. I'm gonna buy a Stephen Adams jersey just because of that comment. You what? bunch of whiny babies. You're in a resort. Well, the rest of us are slogging through life. Yeah, but some of them are used to a different lifestyle that comes then with Then don't vast get wealth. used to that lifestyle, babies. Like, I don't care how much Gordon compares it to the MTC. Do you think modern day Gordon would make it in the Orlando bubble? Never. He's too used to the, the then, champagne fountains and, and uh, heating his house with money. Fine, but that's him being soft, not me needing to be more understanding of the lifestyle he's grown accustomed to. So now to. we're not being understanding of our co-host. He's your co-host. <laughs> of, our, of, of our show. Another participant on the show. In that regard, no. And I'll die before I change. <laughs> Stay tuned. We've got uh, sounds of various clips. Speaking of Gordon coming up next. Should we do the, the snitch line thing? This is pretty funny. CBS Sports put together, uh, the, I guess this is acting of, of so, an operator for the NBA snitch line. We'll get to that coming up next. Stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280 of the zone. Curiosity, what would happen if you got with me? Kissing you would hit the spot with me. Come and skip a couple rocks with me. Give me any of your heart tonight. Ain't no reason that we need to be apart tonight. Big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Time for Sounds of Various Clips, also known as Drop of the Day. We just talked to Aaron Falk, who is down there in the bubble in Orlando for utahjazz.com. And uh, we joked with him about this niche line and uh, whether or not Aaron has called it yet, which he told us no. Uh-huh. Which, by the way, if I were Aaron, I wouldn't do it either. There's no way. Not a do chance. That. I don't care what I witnessed. Be like, I didn't see a thing. <laughs> Grand larceny. You're like, <laughs> nope. Nope. Just minding my own business over here. Carry just on. wrestling gators. <laughs> just wrestling gators. I'm just here to wrestle a few gators. I didn't see a thing. I assure you. <laughs> But uh, this is something that CBS Sports whipped up. This is pretty funny. Uh, here's uh, a couple of minutes of the NBA snitch line parody for you. Yellow NBA bubble snitch line. Go ahead. You saw J.R. Smith with how much Hennessy? No, I just didn't know it came by the gallon. You saw Kuzma taking a selfie where? Well, he knows he can't be there. Taco's doing bike tours? Huh. How do I get in on that? Wait, someone's deadlifting in their room at 3 a.m.? Someone's running suicides in the hallways? Someone's doing box jumps in the conference room? Give me Jimmy Butler's room number right now, please. All the blue check marks are down? Well, can't you just use your burner? Yeah. Sure you don't. Okay, we'll get right on that. Thank you. Hey, did you know the Wizards are here? No, no, no. Mr. Smith should not be sharing his soup with any assistant coaches. No. Coach Pop is scouting Tigger? 
Yes, and Mr. Waiters should not be sharing his gummy bears. Giannis was making threes at practice? That is terrifying. No, absolutely not. No flu games. No, no, no. I know that Jordan did it. Yes? Yeah. Look, you're, you're going to have to figure out a different way to become the GOAT, okay? We cannot rename the ride. It's a flat world. Wait, are you even in the bubble? Austin Rivers prank calling your room sounds like a family issue to me. Is there any way we can get a dedicated Lakers line? Yes, but fighting Goofy isn't against the rules, so uh, I think the Lopez brothers are probably clear on this one. No, we, we do not advise listening to anything Kelly Oubre says. The Patriots are doing what? Yeah, this is the NBA snitch line. That's a different number. Are you sure it was Bobon? Um, I don't even know why I asked that. Guys, we've got a code orange over here. Code orange, LeVar Ball sighting sector four. One second here. Just grab something. To, okay. John Morant took how many juice boxes now? Patrick Beverly's charging how much for white teas? It's actually a steal. Apple time. Apple time. I'm sorry, was there a violation you'd like to report? Hello? Is anybody there? Kawhi? Press two if it's Kawhi. As long as you catch him in the act, we'll take it. Hey, can I call you back? I've got a package from Chris Paul on its way here. That's funny. He was looking at a Clippers binder there at the end, but pretty hilarious, right? Pretty hilarious. Chris Paul sent him a box of Clippers evidence. <laughs> pretty funny. That was really well done. Hey, really uh, well done. we're not going to change it to the flat world after all. Wait a minute. Are you even in the bubble? <laughs> so are you sure funny. it was Bobon? Oh, uh, wait. Dumb question. <laughs> <laughs> Apple time. Apple time. Oh, man. That's that's really hilarious. That was that was really well done. I think that was like every NBA joke over the last year used in in one bit. The, the flu game one was pretty funny. Like, oh, yeah, I know, Michael, you're going to have to find a different way to be the best of all time. <laughs> Who was that directed at, do you, do you think? Uh, let's see here. <laughs> Let me think for a second. Uh, don't think it was uh, J.R. Smith. No, he was the Hennessy he by the gallon. He was the Hennessy by the gallon. <laughs> and not sharing his soup with any assistant oh, coaches. Oh, that was really funny, too. Oh, yeah, that man. was that was really well done there by CBS Sports, by the way, who uh, who sent that in. And is it the Lopez brothers that are always fighting the mascots? Yeah, is that fighting what that was Goofy. About? Yeah, that was pretty good. Pretty well done. And Pop is out there scouting Tigger. That's totally what Pop would be doing too at Disneyland. Tigger's got a lot of bounce, man. <laughs> the wonderful thing about Tigger's. Tiggers are wonderful things. Yeah, he would totally. I don't. Although no, isn't he the wine collector? Isn't Popovich a, a, a wine guy? Yeah, I think he is. Is he? That one's So he me. seems to be like a guy that knew, knows how to maybe kick it back and relax. I know LeBron's a wine guy. Well, that's because Pop was a wine guy. And then I don't LeBron know, there, became a wine there guy. There really is this subculture of athletes interesting uh, enough that are kind of, I don't want to say sommeliers, but but into mm. wine. Yeah, there's all kinds Didn't of... Didn't LeBron but, drink it on the sidelines or something? Oh, no, no, no. He was coming into the building. That's yes, what it was. Holding yeah. on. Yeah. Uh, but which NBA coach 
do you think just cannot relax? Quinn. No, he Quinn knows how to unplug in the off season. No way. Absolutely, he does. He can take his kids to Disneyland and be just dad. But when the season is going on or getting ready for it, you can't tell me that guy sleeps. No. When I mean, he, I, yeah. I, I get a chance to at least watch every single one of his post-game press conferences, and there are some of those in those road trips where it's like, dude, you need to you get a little shut-eye. Yeah. But when I look at a guy like Mike Malone, he's not a guy that takes his kids to Disneyland and, and is just dad. He's a guy that is always annoyingly basketball. Always, always, always. Don't you think? I he seems pretty dedicated. Most coaches, I think, to get to to that level, I think you got to be pretty dedicated. Yeah, I'd much rather have someone who knows how to unplug and recharge. Who was? Oh, it was. Uh, of course, it was Bronco who always gave his staff Sunday off, right? Well, he had to. I'm not so sure that is a hundred percent happening. Oh, now. really? Well, I don't know. They're uh, not going really, into the office. I really don't know. I, I know that uh, that Bronco made it a hard and fast rule, even on short weeks. Like And, and hey, no judging here. But, uh, you know, I would guess on a short week, some coaches would be pretty tempted to get a you know, head start on things. But I remember Bronco saying, nope, we're not going to do that. We're going we're gonna to take a day. Yeah, I, at that school, you kind of have to. I wonder if he's changed that at UVA. Wouldn't be it wouldn't surprise me if he didn't. I don't in fact it, I think he has not changed it. Because it was it was and again, I know we're talking more than a policy with with the idea anyway, but it was like more than a policy to Bronco. It was something he he, he really valued the downtime. Like that would have been something he coaches. did whether or not it he was, was at, a church rule as right, well. Right, right, right. And then he does do it at Virginia. Which, that's how it seemed to me. I mean, it, true, it, it went hand in hand with the church church rule. It was convenient and probably forced on him at the beginning to a certain extent. But I, when he talked about it, I believed him when he, he was talking about how it was a priority that his his coaches have a outlet and a personal life. When's the last time you think a Nick Saban assistance to his family? Oh, yeah. <laughs> when did he get hired? Before that. <laughs> but I don't think I don't think he's alone in that. I think the demand around college assistance is really significant. A uh, different situation. I'm not sure what uh, what Dave Rose's policy was on, was on uh, Sunday, working on Sunday or whatever. But uh, getting uh, hanging out with Tim Lacombe a lot over the past year. I mean, just hearing some of the, the, the stuff that uh, was demanding of a college basketball assistant coach's time. Like he, he never did anything. The poor guy. He didn't experience life in the ten years he was coaching in basketball, just because that's the that's the assistant's role, man. Get it caught in the office, and if you lose your keys to your car, it doesn't really matter because you're not going anywhere. That was Bronco's story. Oh, that's right. Was he, that at Oregon State? I think that he left his car there all year, right? And it was covered in leaves or something, something. and all kinds of parking yeah, tickets, yeah. and yeah, it's a tough life. I mean, hey, a lot of them are are compensated for it, but some aren't. And still doing that sort of thing. Before we end this, since we're playing that snitch line thing, you, Gordon, and I, we've been talking about how great it would be and will be to see the footage behind the scenes of this bubble. Oh, we're never going to. But would you trade? What would you trade? Uh, five years of your life. So the final five years of your life, we we fast forward it. You don't so get I'd, those. So I'd I'd pass it forty. For, okay, for access 24-7 to the snitch line. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> actually, you know what? I wonder how much it's actually being called. I don't know. I, and and legitimately. Right. Because I guarantee there's people that are 
already bored and, and doing stuff on the on the snitch line. Is your refrigerator running? That sort of stupid stuff. Well, plus, uh, I mean, okay, so somebody called the snitch line on Dwight Howard. It wouldn't surprise me if Adam Silver himself saw Dwight Howard <laughs> and thought, you know what, we're going to send a message. <laughs> We're gonna we're gonna say this is the snitch line, so everybody is scared and paranoid. I'm not kidding. I would guess the vast, vast, vast majority of people down there aren't calling that line because the the downside of being revealed as the snitch would be significant. Well, and here's that's why my theory is that they've given all the Disney cast members the snitch line number and told them when you see a violation, you call it in. Yeah, but they're also starstruck. There's no way that's happening. You imagine some. You're not gonna track down. Timmy from the Lakeland. Yeah, he, but he, you're never gonna. He can still be a fan and snitch. Yeah, but I would think LeBron's that, never gonna find him. But they want to be buddy buddy. Like well, they don't want to make LeBron angry. Plus, if they want to be bribed in the future, they better not be calling the snitch line. Oh, there's some bribing going on. I would bet. I would bet it all. I bet Gordon's vast fortune that there are employees down there being bribed. By the players? Oh, yeah. players, agents, you name it. Yeah. Oh, the agents, you know that they're all over it. The agents have some vast network on how to get their clients anything and everything See, they want. See, if I were a, a high-value player, like if I were Donovan Mitchell, for example, I would use this to to test the loyalty of my agent. I would be like, listen, I want to be looking at a Picasso painting in <laughs> six hours. Go. Not a reprint. No, no, I want the original. How much you bring do you, me the Louvre? How much do you still want me as a client? <laughs> well, that Picasso painting better be in front of me in six hours. Turning his Go. agent into Carmen Sandiego. Just, just something completely innocuous. Something that like you don't even want, but it's just ran. I was like, I want it smuggled in today. I want to take a selfie with Barbara Streisand by noon tomorrow. <laughs> Or I'm headed to uh, or CAA. Here I come. <laughs> Clutch Sports has been calling. They they said that that Babs would be here by noon. She better be here by eleven thirty <laughs> if you want to keep that. And job. don't think I haven't heard from Rock Nation either. Oh, that's funny. All right, stay tuned. We'll get to more coming up next. Big Show ninety seven five and twelve eighty the Zone. Austin, the, the not sports report was was an hour ago. Oopsie. Uh, just just pointing that out. Wanted to do it again. No, we're going to talk sports here, oh. just in case people were, were concerned. The not not sports report? The not not sports report right now. Want to remind you, we'll be at the warehouse on Thursday from 2 to 6, 86 East University Parkway. Prices so low, it'll blow your mind. It's the warehouse. Austin, uh, some news from over the weekend, and you're a, a big Major League Baseball fan. We're getting some... What, uh, preseason baseball action? What are they calling it? They can't call it. Exhibitions. Exhibitions. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the great country of Canada said the Toronto Blue Jays are not allowed to play home games in their country. Meaning the Blue Jays, I guess, are are considering the training facility in Florida. Um, what I mean, I guess, what else are they going to do, well, right? It's between where they've been in Florida already all this time. Right. It's between there or there's a possibility that they'll go uh, set up camp in the Buffalo AAA Stadium. Oh, okay. That is their affiliate, and that way they're just across the way for when Canada allows them back in. 
So, but the but but they're going to be moving around anyway, right? Because they're right. going to play road games. Yes. So, what's, what's your overall thought on the way Major League Baseball is doing this, just with the the home stadiums? You have a, a thought one way or another? Oh, you mean not having them in bubble right. cities or having whatever? Them, you know, because you could have you could have done one of the ideas was for the National League, you post them up in Arizona. The American League, you put them in Florida at the uh, spring training facilities, which are abundant in both of those areas, yeah. and you have your seasons in those kind of bubbles. Well, uh, I'm fine with the home stadium thing for for baseball because uh, outside of golf, uh, there's maybe not a safer COVID sport yeah. than baseball. I mean, think of think of the the catcher already wears a mask, the umpire behind the catcher wears a mask, and the batter is allowed to wear a mask if he'd like. And you saw uh, Clint Frazier over the weekend hit a, a bomb home run wearing a mask. Uh, for the the Yankees, but anyway, and then the pitcher is on an island all by himself. Each baseman is on an island all by themselves, and the outfielder's on a country all by themselves. So it, it, there's really no need for a bubble situation like NBA and, and soccer and hockey, where you're actually touching your opponent all the constant time. I would think the concern with the baseball would be the travel less than the sport itself. But they do it all privately. They do, but I mean, you're still in airport, airports and you're recycled air in the airplane and those sorts. Of, don't, don't get me wrong. I don't mean to sound like I'm paranoid. Yeah. I just think so. So I guess here's why I bring it up, because I think what the NBA doing is is responsible yet overkill. OK, so I guess I'm asking, which is which is fine. That's the message they want to send. It's working so far. No positive tests. Good on you. Go for it. I want to see some basketball. Do whatever you got to do. I'm going to make fun of you for the doubles ping pong thing, but whatever. Right. You know, don't don't uh, wipe the ball with your jersey like that makes any sense. But whatever. <laughs> they're they're doing what they're doing to get their product going. And I want to see basketball games, so I don't care. Okay. But is Major League Baseball doing enough? Is that the is that the other end of the spectrum? Well, they're doing more than NFL's doing. How about that? Mess well, so with the far NFL's that we in? know, I mean, the NFL still has some time before it. No, a, they had people report today. But they I had mean, people for, report to training camp today with game no play, plans. Though. Well, yeah, I no saw plans. everybody sweetened out about Not that. Not a plan. Not even a dream of a plan, Jake. So is Major League Baseball doing enough? That's a good question uh, because the, the problem that I didn't address in my little diatribe there was in between games. Yeah, during the game, they're safe. No spitting, no touching, all that. The, the bench is not in the dugout. They're in the stands. They're all socially distanced. What do they do after the game at the hotel? Well, spit constantly, obviously. Are they allowed? Are they allowed then? Are they allowed to go out to eat wherever they want, whenever they want? What about, you know, entertainment? Sure. Can they find an open theater near the hotel? <laughs> theater? What are you? That's, I don't know. What else could you do? Yeah, in the I don't know. The day? I don't so. know. Yeah, so, but that's where you're going to have problems is not being in a bubble situation, there is places and things to go and do and explore and see. In the NBA situation, in theory, there's at least this quote-unquote force field right. around the Disney Wide World of Sports complex. So I don't know. We'll see. But I do know one thing's for sure. The NFL is not doing nearly enough because they're not doing nothing. Let me ask you a, a moral thing with the NBA in the bubble, okay? And we're talking about we were talking about bribes. a moral, yeah, yeah, moral. Well, okay. Who was the NBA player who got uh, quarantined for ten days because he needed Mama's cooking? Uh, it was uh, Rashawn Holmes. Rashawn Holmes. Yeah. Okay, let's say Rashawn Holmes came to you. You're Disney security. You're on post. Oh, great. All right, 
And uh, Rashawn says, My dream job. Austin, all I want is my mother's homemade cooking. She's just on the other side of the line. All you have to do is to look away for a few minutes so I can go get uh, mom's home cooking. Who doesn't love mom's home cooking? Okay. What's, what's, your, what's your dollar figure to turn a blind eye? There needs to be two digits in front of that comma. Oh, in front of the comma. I was thinking yeah. the first number, like, like really, 100 bucks? <laughs> <laughs> no, in front of the comma. Okay. We're talking 10 plus, grr. Oh, and, come on. No. Yeah, no, you would you would do it for less than that. No, I don't think I would. Because I think that I could then set up, I have to set a baseline. And if it's just for mom's cooking across the way, 10 grand, that's the baseline. You want me to get you something from, uh, I don't know, Panda Express because you have a fix for it and they don't have it inside the bubble. Now we're Now we're going up in scale because that's an establishment. Okay, let me ask you this then. What if instead of something as innocent as mother's homemade cooking, it was something a little more nefarious? Such as? Would your price tag go up? Yes, that's what I'm telling you. Okay. Yes. Right. Mom's home cooking. That's, so the baseline is 10 grand. It's like going just, out to okay, get a newspaper I'm, for you. I'm just feeling you out a but little bit But when you here. need some street candy, then we're talking I want some at least enough to cover my bail when I get caught. What if it was all four of my girlfriends need entrance? <laughs> Still the 10K? Uh, I Because uh, you I, may lose uh, your job at that. Actually, you could lose your job for, for mom's cooking, too. I think it would be 10 per girlfriend. Okay, there you go. Yeah, yeah. So You should get a rate card. Bribes. <laughs> Bribes by Austin. Because <laughs> you do love that movie, uh, Shawshank Redemption. It's all about, oh, yeah. it's all about smuggling. I hear you're movie. a man that can get some. Yeah, see? I've been known to find a few things from time to time. You could yeah. start your own side hustle. Yeah. Get, smuggling. You need, a, you need a rock you hammer? You would be a good smuggler, Austin. I would be if, a terrible if, smuggler. You don't think you'd be a good Have smuggler? You, I, I'm, a, I'm a horrible liar. <laughs> so how would I be a great smuggler? There's not a chance. I, you, I, <laughs> I've been busted bringing sodas into the movie theater, Jake. Stop it. No, I'm serious. No. Yes. How? Because I just look at them with my hands in my pocket, and clearly I've got sodas in there, and I'm just kind of waddling Did around. Did somebody say something? I was in high school. It was a long time ago. Because I've smuggled a lot of quote-unquote <laughs> no, sodas into the movie theaters was, over the years. <laughs> this was this was a, a long time ago. And I've showed up with a whole 12-pack of sodas stuffed into various pockets and never got stopped. <laughs> it also makes a, a it becomes a problem when one falls out of the pocket and explodes uh, could be in the issue. lobby. And well, you, that's when you just ignore it. You you pull your best college basketball coach you can and be like, I don't know what you're talking about. It was June, and I was wearing one of those sideline football <laughs> tent jackets. Come on. I'd be a terrible smuggler. Had one of those biodome jackets on in June. I, uh, I should probably tell this story, but I will anyway. Uh, a buddy, a few buddies and I um, went to a movie. And, what uh, was the movie? I actually don't remember. Oh, okay. All right. The theater, I'll tell you, it was the Dollar Theaters over there in Sandy. <laughs> okay. All are right. those still there? I don't know. I don't think. Yeah, so, I think they are. So we smuggled in some sodas, and some of those sodas happened to be in a uh, glass receptacle <laughs> as opposed to aluminum. And uh, this was, we were probably 21, 22. Anyway, one of my buddies with his foot kicked over an empty 
And you just, in the whole theater, you just hear this click, clink, click, clink, click, clink, click, clink, <laughs> smash. It's smashed at the front of the theater. You mean it's it, like the empty bottle? The empty just bottle, exploded? glass, oh, uh, glass God. everywhere. Just click, 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 click. Smash. It's like the episode, that Office episode where they're at Andy's play, and and, and Michael drops the bottle of wine, and it just clink. <laughs> let me tell you this: there were only there was like our group and maybe like two or three other people in the whole theater, <laughs> and they knew so, it wasn't them. And they knew it wasn't them. It wasn't one of those things where you could be like, oh, it, and was, it was someone else. I'm guessing your friend did not clean up his mess before you left the facilities. No, you left no, it there for did. the sixteen-year-old. Yeah. Hey, I was I was young, and we were worried about getting in trouble. You know who would have done that? Gordon. Gordon. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's uh, oh, could you clean this up for us, please? That's true. But anyway, that uh, that did happen once. If you're going to uh, sneak sodas into the movie theater, uh, make sure they're in aluminum cans. And by the way, uh, Austin, when you do sneak your sodas in, do you cough to cover up the cracking? When I used to, when I used to do such things, certainly yes. Well, of now course, I've now, got the mega mug at Megaplex, and it pays for itself after one fill. Well, you're so. sponsored by the theater now. You can't. No, uh, there's no, there's no sponsor or no, anything. No. You're associated with. Uh, let's to, let's yeah. just say our friend Larry Tassoni would be very disappointed in you if you. I know Larry has snuck some stuff in himself. So. But yeah, you've always got a cough to cover up the. <laughs> And never crack into one until the previews are over and the lights all go down. Why? That's another tip. Oh, because the lights are up still. Because yeah. the lights yeah. are up mm. still. Yeah. Ah, uh, I see. I'm the type of person that eats all my popcorn before the movie begins. Lucy, you know what's funny? And you then s- I have to go get more. You know what's funny you say that? You know PK, the Kinahans, PK and Jackie have a rule that you cannot eat the popcorn until the movie has begun. Yeah. Uh, you know what I like about going to the movies? No rules. No rules whatsoever. Well, some rules. <coughs> sure. Turn off those ringers, people. Yeah, please. All right, stay tuned. More Big Show next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Wrapping up a Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We have had a busy day which you know austin mondays typically are are fairly busy uh it's been good we talked to aaron falk from orlando we talked to chris mannix from orlando how about that two guests from inside the bubble in one day you can't find that anywhere else There's like a hundred people total in the bubble and we talked to two of them we had two percent of the bubble on the show today should we ask uh aaron how many times if his nostrils are sore from all the testing because you know the players get the gentle version of the test. You know they're not doing that for Aaron. You don't think so? You think Aaron's got a has to do the thirteen inch swab? In fact, I think Aaron's is is a uh, is a, they they do it as like a sixteen inch swab and and the two inch diameter, like the two inch wide. You know, <laughs> that's a paper towel right. roll is what they use on Aaron. Yeah, just to make up for the lighter test for the players. <laughs> Like we have to, we have to make somebody uh, feel this test. So guess what, Aaron? It's you. LeBron just had to lick a lollipop, and now I've got to be hooked up to some X-ray machine. But that Q-tip is the size of a cucumber. Yep. <laughs> Brace yourself. Blow your nose first. <laughs> 
in all honesty, that was probably the biggest news of the day uh, coming out today. Zero positive coronavirus tests for the NBA since July 13th, meaning they've been in the bubble. It appears to be working, or at least the, the protocols, the mitigation thus far appear to be working. I'll be curious to see when we do have a positive test if they're able to really limit it uh, to not an outbreak, which if the frequency in testing is enough, you would think would be a pretty plausible goal. So, you think so, yeah. Uh, but that is good news. Did you see, I think Hans quote tweeted it. Uh, the Oh yeah, here it is. Brian Fisher, a uh, friend of the station, yeah. mm-hmm. said that MLS bubbles... Zero positive out of 1,114 tested. NHL, two positive out of 2,618 tests. Awesome. And the NBA, as you just said, zero out of 346. That's over the last uh, couple of weeks for those sports. So two positive tests out of a rough count, nearly 4,000 tests administered there. Mm. That's pretty good news. That is good news. So there you go. But you think the cast members of Disney are being bribed. And that that's going to be leaked. That bubble's going to pop at some point. Here. Well, I mean, a serious, <laughs> serious take on it. It's not a bubble. All right, serious take on it. These are these are human beings in one place at what? one time. It's not an actual bubble. And I know we all think in these terms because with the coronavirus and the pandemic, we're all very careful and we're all social distancing and we're all wearing our masks, of course. Uh, it, it's We all think that, Anyway, the the mitigation <laughs> is working in Orlando, and that's the most important thing. And yes, some some employees probably got a nice old bonus from uh, a few of the NBA players to sneak in uh, Twizzlers or whatever. But yeah, that's what they're sneaking in. <laughs> I hope so. I hope some of those uh, NBA or, or excuse me, those Disney employees are are profiting. Yeah, but it's not Twizzlers. What's the street name Twizzlers mean? I don't know. Nibs. Sure. Oh, nibs are Oh, good. I love nibs. Oh, nibs are so... I could go for some nibs right now. I'm not even a big sweets guy, and nibs are pretty awesome. That's why I had to avoid Costco when I was on my diet, was just because I could buy uh, a lifetime supply of nibs and eat them in three days <laughs> for like $22. Hey, now there is an interesting diet strategy, because yeah, I can go to Costco and and say, that looks good, and that looks good, and that looks good, and there's just these monster quantities. I wonder if you just dialed it back to a normal grocery store where you buy like, you know, instead of the potato chips that are the size of like a seven-year-old, you know, that bag? Yeah, the 50-pound bag. Give me the normal potato chips where it's only about a quarter full and the rest is air. <laughs> give me the Subway lunch uh, size of potato chips. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow on The Big Show. Have a great night, everybody. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.